previously on ImpTab Avatar. After having returned to Wan Shitong's library in the middle of Siwang Desert, each of our heroes split up for a moment to do some personal training and to recenter themselves a little bit. Zaya learned how to weaponize snow cones, while Amar took some time with Wan Shitong to start planning a planetarium that they were going to build inside of the library and regained some of his technological abilities by doing so. The most dramatic of these events, however, was Jetsun catching up with Monkeyatso of the Southern Air Temple, who brought some troubling news about the current state of the air nomads in general. It seems that after this organization known as the Guiding Wind was dissolved, the effects of it had not quite left, and there was a lot of division and a lot of contention within the air nomads. Monkeyatsu offered to pardon Jetsun of whatever he had done in the past, but Jetsun decided that he needed some more time to work things out, and Monkeyatsu offered him some training and some wisdom and told him that he needs to be able to forgive himself before he can regain his old abilities that he lost. But after each of our heroes concluded their individual bouts of training, they all gathered back together for a ceremony formally inducting Amar as a knowledge seeker of Wan Shitong. There was a big poncho ceremony where they gave him his official vestments of the library. There was dancing and singing, and Lobseng decided that he would go back to the Southern Air Temple with Monkeyatso. But our heroes are getting ready now to head off to the foggy swamp in search of this terribly unpleasant waterbender that they've all been hearing about. <laughs> What's going to happen as they get ready for this next leg of their journey? Let's find out here in the world of Avatar Legends. What's shaking, everybody? You're listening to ImpTab Avatar, the Avatar Legends actual play where we make up almost everything on the spot. I'm Ned Wilcock, your host and GM, and today I'm joined by... Caleb Anderton, Poncho and Circumstance. <laughs> Ponch and Circumstance? Pomp and Circumstance. No, I I, I know. Oh! You really broke McKenna on that one. No, no, I thought I thought you were trying to be like, wait, what is it? No, I, I know the real one. Sorry. Um, <laughs> McKenna Steele. Dumb. And Christian Randall. Smart. What a team. <laughs> Everybody, we have a very special occasion to celebrate today. We record these a little bit ahead of time, as some of you may know. But as we are recording this, on this day, it has been one year since the release of The Library Heist. Yay! What? Ooh, I didn't know that. I didn't know that either. Holy cow. It has over like a thousand downloads. Yeah, it's crazy. The thing that launched this whole journey that we were like, maybe people will like this. Maybe they won't. Turns out they did. Surprise, surprise. That's awesome. That was us, guys. We were the ones who did the first one. We did? <laughs> and now look at us. Here we are, 16 episodes in. It's been a wild time. A wild and crazy time. Well, let's get back into this world, see what's going on with everybody. Uh, presumably after that big kind of party ceremony of the bestowal of the poncho, uh, you've had some time to kind of chill off. We'll just say it's the next day and you guys are still preparing, getting ready for your next outing. Uh, is there anything else that you guys want to do here in the library as you're getting ready to head out on the next leg of the journey? I would like to take some time to find a quiet place near the top of the library on the roof and do some meditation. Uh, it's been a pretty chaotic time and over the past few weeks I've had moments to meditate but not like some time that I really set aside to dedicate to that 
Uh, so I'm going to try and get my head back on straight, especially after my conversation with Gyatso and bidding farewell to my friend Lob Sang, who, I mean, we went through all this effort just to get him back, but I'm glad he's making his choices again. So I'm going to go just up top and meditate for at least a day, like, you know, a good day of meditation and, and tea. That sounds really nice. Yeah, it does. Like sitting on the roof of a giant building in the middle of the desert with the heat coming up at you in waves, meditating. That sounds great. It's a nice chill to tea. Yeah. <laughs> and so you're up there and you've been up there for a couple hours when actually the door kind of opens up onto this rooftop area and Lob Sang and Monkeyatso step out and Lob Sang sees you and is like, oh, sorry, I didn't realize you'd be meditating here. Uh, we were just going to do a little bit of our own meditation session, try and, you know, get ready for the trip ahead. But if you're busy right now, we can find another place. Not at all, please. I'd be happy if you joined me up here. They come and sit down on, they've brought their own pillows, their own Zafu pillows that they've brought with them. They sit in kind of a triangle with you surrounding the tea service. And Gyatso looks towards you and says, I have been speaking with Lob Seng about his experiences losing and regaining his memory. And he has said that things have not been quite so easy with your friend Amar. Yes, I am not entirely aware of his history, not as familiar as I am with Lob Seng, so it has been more difficult trying to tease out the information that may be hidden underneath the surface. That being said, what he has remembered has helped us tremendously, and hopefully will in the future. Yes, as I think upon the experiences of both Lob Seng here and those he has told me about Amar, it seems that history and familiarity are important factors in being able to regain one's memories. You see, Lob Seng here has been able to surround himself with things that he recognizes, people that he loves and is familiar with, and now being back in the library has been able to regain memories quicker as well. Whereas your friend Amar has been in unusual surroundings, traveling with strange people that he did not know before. Perhaps, if he wishes to regain his memories, he might need to go back to a place where things are more familiar. As always, your wisdom is appreciated. We may need to make a trip to the Fire Nation in our future. I do wish to help him regain his memories. And I am sure that much good will come from doing so, for while the remembrance of past difficulties can be painful, it also brings with it understanding and knowledge. I kind of blush a little bit and look over at Loeb saying when he says that. Yes, it does. It does. If you'll excuse me, I may leave you two to meditate. I find myself wishing to speak with Amar after our conversation. Uh, you may use the tea. I will leave it here for you. Lob Sang has already been brewing his own tea. And he's like, oh, yeah, sure. Thanks for the permission, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of like give him just kind of a sideways smile. And uh, as I stand up, I give him a little squeeze on the shoulder as I head towards the latch to go back into the library. I pause for a moment and I turn around. Thank you again, Master Gyatso. It was a pleasure seeing you, and I look forward to eventually returning and continuing our discussion from earlier. I'm sure Lob Sang will have much insight that I would be redundant for. He gives you the airbender salute and bows and says, If you need us, you know where the Southern Air Temple is. Of course. Thank you. And I will descend into the library with my mind a little turmoiled again, but calmer after some good meditation. <laughs> and you go off in search of Amar, 
And Amar, what have you been doing this whole time? Um, I have been pretty busy with the project from Wanji Tong, building the giant sky calendar. Mm-hmm. But every spare moment I have, I am tinkering away with whatever scrap metal I can get my hands on to rebuild Fifi. Indeed. Let's have you rely on your skills and training. That is a nine. All right. So that is a partial success. That means you do it imperfectly. And I tell you how the approach might lead to unexpected consequences. So as you're putting the pieces back together, you're a little bit rusty. You know, you're just kind of regaining these abilities. Some of the pieces are familiar to you. You're able to get them back into the right places. But there's a couple places where you're kind of like, I'm not entirely sure I think this is how it works. But when you fire up Fifi, it's working. It's just a lot, 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 lot louder than you remember it being. So any opportunity for stealth is going to be completely out the window if you try and travel on Fifi. Oh, Jetsun, it's good to see you. (laughs) Just yelling over the din of... (laughs) (laughs) Oh dear, that is terrifying. How in the world did you ever approach us on that thing and we didn't hear you coming? <laughs> it was quieter before. I'm not sure why. It's not working now. Here, let me let me shut her off here. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I still have a few things to work out. I'm not quite there yet, but I mean, she'll run if we want to. Well, it is a magnificent looking creation. A little intimidating, but beautiful. Thank you. It's uh, It's quite fun, too. There's a sidecar here for you. Uh, I couldn't find all of the materials from the other sidecar. I had two at one point, I believe. But uh, that's okay. I figure Zaya wouldn't mind, like, riding with me, would she? That that sounds fun, right? <laughs> Absolutely. It doesn't seem like any sort of issue. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and I'm glad uh, you've made it look relatively comfortable. I'm sure I can uh, sit down there. I'll Yes, uh, when we travel, I'll probably have to bring a cloth to make sure my glasses don't get too covered in the sand uh, if we're moving quickly. That's true, yeah. It can be a bit messy. Amar, I was just speaking with my companions whom you met yesterday. Lope Sang has been able to recover his memories rather quickly, and we're quite excited about that. Would you be interested in returning to the Fire Nation at any point in order to perhaps facilitate your recovering memories any quicker? Wow, I, uh, I hadn't even thought of that. I, maybe someday that might be something we may need to do, but... I don't feel like we should do it yet. Well, I am afraid that it is not entirely an option right away. We do still have to retrieve those scrolls that you happened to abscond with. Yeah, it's something to do with the Avatar. And here's the thing. I feel like it could potentially be dangerous going back into the Fire Nation because I know I was obviously not on the best path in life before, so I would be worried if we were to go there about meeting people from my past or those who might try to stop us and continue the mission that I was on before. I just feel like it could be tricky. You believe you were on a mission for someone else, not for yourself? I mean, I do have this, and I'll pull out something that I've had in my pocket this entire time. I'll pull out a small message meant to go on the foot of a messenger hawk, and this one, you know, when you open it up and read it, it says something to the effect of, you know, I'm very sorry, Fire Lord Sozin, but we failed. And that I have this here. I also have his signet ring. I'm not sure where I got that. But uh, I have a feeling that um, I was connected to the Fire Lord a bit more than um, your average mechanic. Oh, that is incredibly terrifying. Um, Sorry, it just didn't really come up before. Yes. I mean, I no. probably should have brought this forward at some point, but you know. Well, I'm glad you brought it forward now. Uh, better now than later. Um, 
interesting. There have certainly been happenings in recent history with the Fire Lord that have been slightly worrying, but this is strange. Have you have you told anyone else about this? No, just you. Well, I will have to tell Wan Shi Tong, just for transparency's sake. Of course. Would I have your permission to as well tell my acquaintance from the Air Temple? Sure. If you feel that this would be helpful information, I want to give it to whoever needs it. I feel he may have a special interest, considering the documents that were taken. Thank you. Uh, Thank you for being so open about your past in general with us. Uh, It's helped us tremendously already with dealing with that tire woman and hopefully with this waterbender in the future. Thank you. I mean, it's a bit selfish, really. It's not every day that somebody is given a second chance, and I feel like I was given one. A chance to start over, because I don't think I liked where I was before. But they have the chance to change that. Yes, I believe all people can change, and I try and give everyone that opportunity. It was offered me once. I've seen exactly how helpful it can be. Um, and I will give a slight bow out, and I will just quickly pop up and tell Monk Gyatso kind of what I found out. And then I will on purpose go to a place that is hard to find. And uh, I mean, I'm sure like Zaya knows it because it's like my go-to hiding place, but like most people wouldn't be able to find me. And I'm just going to go hide in a corner and do a little more meditation. Yeah. And Makiatsu, of course, is very troubled by what you've said. But Lobe saying is like, well, maybe it's actually a good thing that Amar got knocked out and Taya took all of the scrolls because that means they didn't get to Lord Sozin at least. Am I right? That is actually a very good point. I didn't consider that. <laughs> Hopefully, that's the case. And Gyatso's like, We will still have to keep our eyes very closely on Lord Sozin, but hopefully Lobseng is correct. Hopefully we can relax a little bit. Good points. Good points all around. I will dip out and go hide. Okay. <laughs> we'll pick back up then with Amar down below as you've kind of finished up Fifi. You're looking over your craftsmanship. This is going to tie directly in with your mastery condition. So in order to master your collect material technique that you just learned last session, you are going to need to scrounge those bits and bobs from Fifi. So you're going to have to sacrifice Fifi for a temporary time in order to master collect material. Really? And you can still rebuild Fifi afterwards, but it's going to be, you know, a moment of personal sacrifice to dismantle this thing you love in order to protect the people around you. Okay. I like that. Right, well, I I know that something's not quite right with the construction of Fifi yet anyway. Probably won't be the best with it being as loud as it is. But uh, first I'm going to find Zaya. All right. Where is Zaya? Um, I've just found like a little window spot just to sit. And with my poncho, when it got burned from fighting the buzzard wasps, I decided that it looked really cool. So I took like a ribbony type material that matched along with the color scheme of it and just started adding it along the edge where it had burned so it wouldn't fray or anything. Um, And around like where there might've been like a hole or something. And so I'm just sewing up in a little nook and I got like a little bowl there of nuts and stuff for Marmar and he's just kind of sunbathing in the window. Yeah, he's in the middle of a food coma after having eaten way too many nuts. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Knock, knock. Uh, hi, sorry, hi. Yeah, what's up? Hey, sorry, no, I I don't mean to interrupt. You're fine. Um, 
That looks cool. I, I like what you've done with the ribbon and the uh, the cool scorch marks. Okay, I thought so too. That's why I ran into my little stash under my bed and I got whatever ribbon I had. I think it looks amazing and I think it makes me stand out in like a good way to where I can still be my own person, but I just feel like it looks like I could kick butt. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I'm in the library, but like, don't mess with me. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, when I was a kid growing up, I remember this. I would take my own clothing and specifically to be cool, I would give it scorch marks. Like with my <gasps> fire bending, I would, you know, like in the knees. Yeah. Sometimes I would like burn out the knees so that you have the knee oh, holes. Oh, so it looked like you'd get in like fights or something? Yeah, it kind of, you know, gave you that rough street look even if it wasn't true. That's really <laughs> smart. Yeah, if you ever have any places that like, you know, one side got burnt more than the other and you needed to even out or something, I could probably give you some more. Ooh, yeah. Make it look cool if you want. Ooh, yeah. Let me, uh, once I finish, like, sewing up all the edges, I'll hang it up and put it on and we can take a look at what parts need it. I wish I could do something like that with my water bending, because if I did something like that, it just looks like I wet my pants. <laughs> I mean, you can make things dry. That's pretty cool. Oh, yeah, I guess. If you ever do wet your pants, you fix that very quick. No problem. <laughs> this that... is getting awkward. I wanted to show you Fifi. Do you want to come to see oh, okay. Fifi? <laughs> yeah, let's go. Okay, yeah. We'll be back, Mar. And Marmar just gives a little squeak, this a very long, kind of like a deflating balloon almost. <laughs> He's so cute. I love him. Uh, so I will lead Zaya down to the little shop area. I'm assuming that there's something like that in here, one of the spare rooms or whatever where I've been tinkering. And I'll say, okay, so this is Fifi. This is, uh, man, I, I've been working on her for a long time and we've been together through a lot, but... There's something wrong right now. She's way too loud. So I'm going to have to take her apart and redo it later because if it's running too loud, that really means that there's something not right with all the internal components and it'll wear her out over time. But anyway, this is Fifi. I just wanted to introduce you to. Well, it's very nice to meet you. <laughs> this is really cool. I've never seen anything like this. This is... How how do you start it? So it's all just through fire bending. You see, I bend into the handlebars up here, and it actually reroutes the flames through these tubes, and then it comes out the back, and that is what propels us. It's pretty cool. I mean, uh, you don't want to... Do you want to try it? Do you want to go for a ride? Sure. Okay, I... Oh, look at that, and... <laughs> I'll detach the sidecar real quick. Um, yeah, that, that part wasn't quite ready anyway. You'll just have to sit on the back. Oh, okay. Do they, do they have a lot of these in the Fire Nation? This is the only one. Oh. This is one of a kind, baby. So is it safe? Absolutely. Okay. I mean, do you trust me? Well, it depends on the day, but let's go. Okay, let's go. And yeah, I'll bring it outside to the outside of the library and take a few laps, go over some dunes. Yeah, you share this whole new world with Saya. <laughs> Cue music. You could get me with a Disney reference every time. <laughs> I'll specifically maybe try to uh, go fast enough that freaks you out a little bit. Maybe you have to squeeze onto me a little tighter than you normally would. <laughs> Classic move. Yep. I love it. It's not classic. He just invented it. What are oh, you sorry, 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 sorry. <laughs> it's sorry. the only one in the world. How could it it's be classic? It's the OG move. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Wow. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm really glad we left Marmar upstairs because he would have hated every second of that, but that was incredible. Is that always how fast that goes? I mean, sometimes it can go faster even if you want it to, but That's isn't insane. it so much fun? Don't you just love the feeling of the speed? Oh my gosh, that was wild. I just, I've never gone that fast in my life. Anytime I have tried to go on the water, even when we were on Lake Laogai, I'm, I'm, we were never going that fast. That was incredible. It's pretty fun, and I'm glad you liked it. <laughs> I mean, I think you've got something amazing. And it's the only one? Did you, and you came up with it all on your own? I did, yes. It's, um, I'm hoping someday maybe to make more of them. I feel like people could enjoy something like this, but uh, it's the only one I came up with it. Amar, you're brilliant. This is so much more fun than traveling by Beetle. <laughs> I'll, I'll help you. If you need help, I would love to help. This is so much more fun way to travel. Thank you. Yeah, I think, like I said, I need to take her apart and put it back together. I don't think I can do it before we leave this time. But um, when we come back, I would love some help. You could help me out and we could get her up and going. Vroom, vroom. Yeah. Oh, wow. Because that's, that's right. like the bike. That's where it's from. Oh, my from. gosh. That's so funny. Amor, you're so clever. <laughs> <laughs> Amor is beaming on top of the world right now. Um... Speaking of, uh, Trip, are you feel are you feeling ready? I think so. I mean, you should be pretty excited. We're going towards the foggy swamp, right? Yeah, I I am. Um, I mean, this has been on my mind for I feel like as long as I can remember. It was my favorite thing to read about and hear about growing up. I mean, we just heard about this group that went off to just explore and never heard from them again. And when I came here, I learned that's where they went. But I don't know. I just, I guess I just kind of worried it's just not going to be what I expect it to be or it's not going to, I don't know. What what if it's not everything I hoped it would be and I've wasted, you know, all that time dreaming. I mean, that's the cool thing about solving mysteries is it doesn't have to be what you expect, but you have solved the mystery and you found the truth of the matter. And that's pretty cool in and of itself. I guess that's true. I haven't, I haven't told anybody back home about where they've gone off to yet. Just because, I don't know, I don't, I, I haven't gone there myself, so I don't want to like, I, I don't want to disappoint them. And I don't, I don't, I mean, I don't talk to them as much as I probably should, but. It's okay. Maybe let's go meet the actual people in the foggy swamp and see if they even want to be found. Maybe they don't. That's true. So maybe, maybe it's a good thing. But yeah, cautiously optimistic about the whole thing is maybe the way I'll put it about this trip. It's a good way to be. Thanks. But the more we're waiting, the more I'm getting cautiously pessimistic. So maybe we should okay. get going. Maybe we better go. And I will uh, I'll head back and I'll dismantle Fifi and grab a few bits and bobs to sort of inspect and along the way and see if I can fine-tune them, but also to have uh, in a time of need. All right. As you two are getting ready to split up, you are approached by Wan Tong as you're entering back into the library. And Wan Tong turns to Amar, sees that you are getting ready to take care of Fifi and says, If you could join me in the planetarium room as soon as you are finished, we have been making some great progress. Yes, of course, I will be there. And as you go off with Fifi, he turns towards Zaya and says, I have been pondering upon your upcoming trip to the swamp. And thinking about your waterbending technique and your level of comfort with it, I have spoken on a few occasions with Shinlai about your insecurities with your abilities, and it has occurred to me that different techniques speak to different people in different ways. You have been raised to study the southern water style, but perhaps it just does not speak to you as well. 
Now, if a group of waterbenders have been secluded in a swamp for many generations, I would imagine that they have learned and developed their own style of waterbending that might suit you. If you could bring this knowledge back to me as a knowledge seeker, it would be greatly appreciated, for I have studied northern water style, southern water style, but never have I studied foggy swamp style. <laughs> I, w- I would be honored. <laughs> that would be amazing if there is something. And yes, I, yes, I would love to. I, I will write everything down. I will, I will learn everything I can and bring it back for you. I promise I will let you down. And don't worry, Jetsun will be there and I'll tell him about it so he'll keep me on track. Ah, Jetsun is fine for this kind of thing, but I think you should trust your gut a bit more on this one. Oh, okay. I I will try. And my my hands are just not noticeably shaking, but just kind of like, okay. (laughs) Because I feel like she doesn't always get a lot of these, like, hey, we're going to have you do this and you're going to do great. So she's, it's just adding to the nerves a little bit for her. So she's just got, her hands are just shaking just a little bit and not standing up as tall, but just trying to contain her composure. And Wanshi Tong, being as incredibly perceptive as he is, notices this display of emotion and just kind of reaches out a wing and then pulls it back and then reaches it out again and kind of pats you on the back a couple times <laughs> with his wing and says, do good, kid. And then turns around and starts walking back to the planetarium. <laughs> I form a little smile, sit with it for a minute, and I'm going to go off and find Jetsuit. All right. Let's go back with Amar real quick, jumping all over the place here. So you meet back up with Wan Tong outside the planetarium. He starts walking you in and he says, Now, we do require a lot of delicate work from you, being the technologist here, but Zhong Tao has been able to offer his brute strength as a great bit of help in just getting things in place. So he's got a lot of the groundwork laid down, and we just need you to go in and fine-tune everything up. All right. I can't wait. I'm excited. Okay, so you get in there, and you can see that, yes, the dome, all of the pieces are kind of in place. There's the rings that the sun and the moon are on that are moving around. It's not very refined yet at this point, but he shows you to where all of the ladders have been set up, and he himself turns to the dial in the center, the console that kind of controls the whole thing, begins working on that. So let's have you rely on your skills and training, and advantage technically doesn't exist in Avatar Legends, but with the help of Wan Tong, I feel like I should offer you that. For those of you who aren't familiar with Advantage, you essentially roll twice and take the better of the two results. I got a 10 and a 9, so I'll go with the 10. All right, full success. So after this bit of work that you're doing with Wan Tong, you get down to the center console and he says, well, the moment of truth and reaches out with a talon and turns the dial into place and you can see above you the celestial bodies moving in sync with each other. These stars, these bright lights streaking across the sky during the night, giving way to the beautiful sunshine of day. And you just kind of sit and watch this display going on for a while, and you can see this dazzled look in Wanshi Tong's eyes as the stars are passing across them. And it gets to this point eventually where not too far in the future, during the middle of the night, you see this large, bright star raise up from the horizon and start moving. And Wanshi Tong steps forward and pauses it and says, This is unusual. A great comet arriving in the near future. Really? Yes, Amar, you should be excited about this. 
as I'm sure you're aware, firebenders gain great control and great power over the fire from the sun, but there are other flaming celestial bodies that can also increase a firebender's power. As soon as this comet arrives, you might see your power increase 100-fold. Man, I gotta go on a ride on Fifi then. I will be far away because I don't <laughs> want to be in front of you when that happens. Uh, yeah, Amar's already making plans to take Zaya on the ride of her life. I was really <laughs> hoping that was gonna be the plan. <laughs> We're gonna break the sound barrier. It's gonna be great. Yes! And Wanshi Tong continues the planets moving in their paths across the sky. And after staring at it for a while more, turns to you and says, You've been very helpful, Amar. If you will pardon the librarian humor, you truly cannot judge a book by its cover. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. I, this is amazing. I've never gotten to work on anything of this scale before. He looks down at you and says, You seem to be fitting well in with Chetsun and Zaya. I like them. I, I like it here. This is a good place and... It's hard to find good places with good people, but I feel like I've found it here. Ah, yes, good people. You know, Amar, I have been thinking. If this were a story being told to young children as a morality play of sorts, surely the narrators would look at you and label you as the villain for what you did early on. But tell me, Amar, do you feel like a villain? Do you feel evil? I I, I don't feel that way right now when I... When I first woke up and all I was told was that I did something bad, I stole some things, I hurt some people. That was a scary feeling, and I think I, I thought that I might be the villain. But I, I don't feel like that is true anymore. And he looks back up at the stars and says, Good and evil are interesting concepts to struggle with. Rarely are things so black and white. And you see he's facing away from you, and you can see those markings on the back of his head. And he says... To render things in black and white would be to... And then he turns his head around towards you so you can see his beak and his eyes in the places where those markings were. To render things in black and white would be to discount the other possibilities that may lie beneath. Good and evil are considered to be great opposites, the means by which the world is organized and run. But good and evil are often determined by what we grow up with. And he walks over to the dial in the center, and you can see it's got all of the different dates and the seasons written on it. And he says, We often look at opposites and assume that tension must exist between them. But you see here, the spring equinox and the fall equinox. They are opposites to each other, but which is good and which is evil? I'm, I mean, I don't know. They, they both seem pretty neutral to me. He smiles and nods and says, Precisely. And then he looks up to the stars and says, A more pertinent example in our current situation, the light and the dark, the day and the night. Many of your sort consider the day to be good and the night to be evil, for it is by the light of the sun that they can see that which delights them. They can do their work. But me, for example, I prefer the night, because it is when the sun is not hiding that which delights me. And you see him looking up at the stars and they're streaking across his eyes again and just this look of wonder in his face. It's interesting to think about that, that you can have such differences in people and yet those opposites are not necessarily in conflict. And he smiles again and says, To be in opposition does not mean to be in conflict. It merely means to be different. The sun, which gives you power, is the opposite, per se, of the moon, which gives Zaya power. Neither is good, neither is evil. They are merely different from each other. Thank you. 
I believe you will find in your travels that there are no perfect heroes, nor are there any absolute villains. People will do things for whatever motivations they will. Consider what those motivations are, and you will learn who the person is. Thank you again. I feel like you cleared up a few questions that I had about my own past. I am glad to hear that. Hopefully you may be able to clear them up a bit more concretely. This business with mind alteration is troubling, to say the least. It's pretty weird, but you know, could be worse. I could have ended up a potato person. (laughs) The worst fate, truly. (laughs) As he continues to stand there staring at the stars moving past, he says, You may stay if you wish, but if you have other things you need to take care of, you may go as well. I am merely going to stay here and study the skies for a moment. Thank you. I can't wait to work on this more when I get back. It's been an honor. It feels very special to be working on something that I know will probably outlive me. Yes, we all leave a legacy, and you have left a pretty good legacy from where I stand. Thank you. You you too. (laughs) And he reaches out a wing and then pulls it back and then reaches it out again and pats you on the back a couple times. Yeah, I'll go uh, finish packing up whatever I need for our trip. All right, and now we'll pick up with Zaya and Jetsun. Uh, Jetsun is hiding in his one hiding place that Zaya is the only one who knows where to find him in. Hey, you should really clean up in here. <laughs> um, as you say that, my head whips up um, and you see tear streaks on my face. I quickly wipe them away and then shuffle some of the stacks of scrolls and such on the ground that I've been looking at. And Oh, yes, you're right. It is completely unkempt in here. Not becoming of a knowledge seeker. And I'll start stacking them in the corners and putting them back in order. Uh, are, are you okay? I pause for a moment, my body kind of just freezing, holding a scroll out to set down. Master Gyatso and I have a complicated history. Seeing him again brought up some old memories is all. Like what? Mistakes I've made in the past. Um, regrets that I have from my younger days when I was more foolhardy. Uh, I just sit down, cross my legs, and look ready to listen. Oh... I kind of look past her trying to see, can I run away? Can I get through that door? Uh, I can tell you not very fast. <laughs> I mean, you could try to push your luck. <laughs> um, no, I consider it for a moment. and I'm. Well, this might be something better told if Amar was able to hear it as well. That's fun. We got a long ride ahead of us. I kind of squint my eyes a little bit. All right, I'll make you a deal. I'll tell you about my past on the way to the Foggy Swamp. Does that sound amenable to you? Are we taking the beetle? Well, I was hoping to take that uh, Fifi contraption. <laughs> oh, oh, well, it was really fun. A really cool ride. You'll like it. It's really fast. But he actually had to disassemble it just because it was really, really, really loud. My ears are still ringing a little bit. So we're actually not going to take that. It would probably be hard to talk over that anyway, so that's fair. Um... I'll check, see what we have available. Maybe a beetle. Um, we may have a sand barge we could use. Uh, we'll we'll see what's in the stables. I'll say yes to it as long as I don't have to drive the whole time. I think I would prefer to drive while I talk. It might provide a nice distraction for me. Okay, deal. Stick out my hand. I didn't spit in it. Okay, good. I was a little worried about that. And I'll shake her hand. <laughs> All right. Any other last minute things before you guys head out for the swamp? 
Um, I'm just going to bring a whole new set of books about swamps and aquatic life and bugs and just swamp stuff. Oh, and some blank scrolls so that we can write down notes about any types of bending that we might come across. All right. So you guys head out. You find yourselves another beetle. Fifi had to stay in the shop for a little bit longer, presumably. I mean, I don't want to step on Amar's toes. Do you want to bring Fifi with you? No, I I don't think it would be very practical to lug all of Fifi around in parts. (laughs) But I will bring those pieces with me that I know where the trouble is. So I have some odds and ends that I'm working on and tinkering with. Yeah, you don't think it would be too practical to bring a motorcycle to a swamp? (laughs) Yeah, probably not. Fair enough. So you guys get on the beetle, you start heading on out into the desert, and, uh, I mean, I'm gonna step back because Jetsun and Zaya have a deal. Oh dear. I'm gonna put my feet up. Oh dear, oh dear, oh dear. Put my, some books under my head. Jetsun, can this beetle go any faster? I've gotten used to speed again. I'm dying back here. (laughs) (laughs) I'm afraid this is as fast as she goes. Um. My hands kind of creak on the leather of the reins. And I look over my shoulder and then look forward again. Before we left, Zaya asked me about Monk Gyatso and my history with Lobsang and all that. I promised I would tell her I would prefer if you were here as well, Amar. Sure, thank you for including me. Oh, well, when I was younger, I was recently become a master of airbending. I got my tattoos, and I was excited. I was making a pilgrimage from the southern to the northern air temple. I stopped off in the east and the west, met some of the women who airbend there. There was so much to learn and explore. While I was making my pilgrimage, I ventured into the the Fire Nation and the Earth Kingdom. I met a few traveling ships of waterbenders. I was able to speak with people from all walks of life. I became fascinated with the study of a certain firebender I came across, a great tactician. He had wild notions of the great advantage his troops would have if they had support from the air. And like a a worm burrowing into a piece of fruit, the idea took hold. I left him behind uh, fairly early in my pilgrimage, but by the time I arrived in the Northern Air Temple, it had taken root. There was much to be gained by learning of each and every nation, the traditions and their histories. But what if we could share it with everyone? I began explaining this idea to a few friends, and they brought up the point that some people may not want these ideas shared, or they may not want what may feel like an intrusion. And I pause and kind of squeeze the reins once again. I was young and ambitious for an airbender. I thought that I had something great and other people should be eager to have it. And if anyone wasn't, then perhaps I needed to share it with force. I was, well, I still am quite handsome, but (laughs) I was uh, something of a looker back in the day and uh, I knew how to talk. There were people who listened to me, Lob Seng being one of them, uh, younger airbenders who thought it was exciting. I developed new ways to use a glider, uh, carrying sacks of stones to high points and dropping them. Um, 
It was all theoretical, of course. We were training with a small air force, we called ourselves. We would fly over targets, we would drop large stones, we would conduct airstrikes. It was all very exhilarating, talking about teaming up, perhaps, with waterbenders or firebenders or earthbenders in tactical assaults. I began having a thirst for knowledge of previous wars. There were great conquerors during Kiyoshi's reign. She put them down with all of the elements at her disposal. Um, I began writing again with this firebender I spoke with. Uh, he became very interested, would give me tips and ideas on how to conduct trainings. Eventually I did receive a letter from him one day uh, of trouble he was having. Apparently, one of the firebender colonies was having some issues and he asked for my assistance. I was hesitant at first, but some of my pupils were excited at the idea to try out practically some of the ideas we had been practicing. Many people died that day. It was uh, incredibly effective. Horrifyingly effective. None of my pupils were physically harmed in any way. Some, as far as I know, never did bend after that day, though. Um, when we returned, I was stripped of my rank as a master airbender, exiled, along with all those who participated with me. They, they scattered to, to the winds after that. Lob Seng was the only one who stuck by my side. He followed me to the library. I'd heard of it during my pilgrimage, uh, recently refound. A place where knowledge could be gathered and protected. I brought all the knowledge I had of these aerial maneuvers, these types of combat, and I've, I've had them hidden away in the library ever since. Um, but that is where I've come from. That is why I am at the library now. I'm, I'm trying to find good knowledge. Knowledge that can help rather than hurt. Knowledge that can hopefully balance some of the wrongs I've done. That is who I am. Jetsun, how many years ago did that airstrike happen? Twenty-seven. Imar gets really, really quiet. Jetsun, I, I understand firsthand what it means to be a different person than you, you once were. But I think it's only fair to let you know that one of the people who lost their life that day was my mother. I just hang my head. I am so sorry, Amar. I have been sorry since that day, and I will, I believe, be sorry until my last. I am going to just come over and take the reins from you and allow you to go back. As you go to take them, I kind of grip them a little tighter. You can see my face, tears streaming down, but fear in my eyes as well. And that's where we're going to pick up next time. What? <laughs> Whoa. Wait. What? Wait. Wait. What? Wait. Hold up. That's a lot. That's yeah. heavy. Yeah, exactly. We are holding up. We're holding up for just a little bit because... Uh, yeah, well, this is one know, of those times I really wish we could just keep recording. <laughs> you know, some of us have to think about the the appeal to the audience, and this is going to be a pretty dramatic cliffhanger. Yeah. So, you know... <laughs> Yeah, we're going to let everybody stew in what just happened here. <laughs> and uh, we, we're going to have some stuff to talk about on the talkback, uh, but we're going to get to that in a bit. 
In the meantime, though, everybody, thanks for listening to ImpTab Avatar, and we'll be back next time with more dramatic and heart-wrenching moments in the world of Avatar Legends. If you want more, go ahead and subscribe, maybe even give us a review. We would be as happy as a hamster with a belly full of nuts if you would go <laughs> ahead and give us a review on the podcatcher of your choice. We're also all over social media at Improv Tabletop. So if you'd like to connect with us, you know, maybe you want to talk to Christian about how he's feeling right now. All of the feelings <laughs> going through his heart and his mind. You know, don't be afraid to reach out. We would love to talk about our feelings with you. Now we're going to shout out our next group of Sticker Club patrons. Ooh. Yes, you heard that right. We're caught up on our backlog, and now we can actually start shouting people out live as we record. What a concept. Man. Wow. First person we're shouting out is Sammy Ryan Art, Yay. friend of the show. Heck yes. Who, if you have seen that picture of Amar riding on Fifi, you have seen the work of Sammy Ryan Art a wonderful illustrator who has done many character commissions for us in the past, not the least of which is our delightful, handsome firebender and his delightful, handsome motorcycle. <laughs> Next up, we've got Tyson Lanzin, who has also started taking lessons from Jetsoon. And Jetsoon says that he also is his most promising pupil. You may <laughs> think, Jetsoon, that's a cop-out. You can't say that. But you know, they're his most promising pupil each for different reasons, because after all, baking a pie well is just as admirable striking a powerful blow. Absolutely. <laughs> and the last person we're shouting out today, we're back around to the top with Michael Sear, the founding patron. Thank you, Mikey. <laughs> Mikey. Mikey recently sent a big old list of homebrewed magic items to the iCast Fireball email address, and I have been specifically refraining from reading them because I don't want any spoilers if Thomas wants to use them. <laughs> but holy cow, there's a lot of them, and from the little glimpses I've caught, they seem really cool. Wait, Mikey, send them to me. Yeah, Mikey, send them to Kenna, and then she can enjoy things that I cannot enjoy. You have never called me Kenna a day in your life. You know, that was the weirdest <laughs> little moment for me. As soon as it came out of my mouth, it felt weird. <laughs> I have no problem with anybody calling me Kenna, but for however long I've known you, that has never exited your mouth and I went, huh? <laughs> Everybody, you have witnessed history in the making. <laughs> Anyway, let's do a round of plugs. <laughs> Christian, would you like to take that this time around? Sure, 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 sure. As always, feel free to go ahead and listen to some of our fate campaigns. We've got plenty of them. The little four episode mini arcs. Always chaotic, always fun. Some more than others in both respects. <laughs> <laughs> Just so many directions that everything goes and I guarantee you will find one at least that you will vibe with. They are a blast. We also have our sister podcast, I Cast Fireball, the 5e actual play. They are also a blast, which is apparently my word of the day. <laughs> is this where we also shout out our Patreon now? Holy cow, yes, we have a Patreon. Go ahead and talk about that, Christian. Hey, yo, we also have a Patreon. We already shouted out a few of our sticker club patrons, our imps. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> It's been super fun being able to connect with people over the Discord chat, getting to know people a little bit better. It is such a cool opportunity to just expand the community and really see what we can do if we actually have the uh, the support structure underneath us to, to get running. And it has been so cool and so crazy how you guys have already responded. I mean, mind-boggling. Every day we've been pinching ourselves trying to make sure this is all real. So thank you to everyone who is already a member and we look forward to seeing the rest of you. 
As far as my personal plug, I'm gonna plug taking care of your body, working out, eating healthy, stretching. Uh, I work from home, so there are multiple times, less so recently, because I'm trying to be better about it, but there have been multiple days where I get out of bed, walk to my computer, and the only time I'm not sitting or lying down is if I'm, you know, walking to the bathroom or walking to the kitchen because I don't need to do anything <laughs> and it is not good. Don't be like me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> be like Jetsoon. Do squats. Yeah, be like yes. Jetsoon. Be like be like Amar. Be active. The world is out there. It's still in the northern hemisphere. Blistering warm, hot. Blistering hot in some places. Either way, you can find a way to get outside, get active, just take care of your body, look at what you put in side of it whether it be food drink or entertainment as always we are healthy for you <laughs> that we are improv tabletop is the number one podcast recommended to help you lose weight as recommended by me <laughs> listen to us while you're doing your squats while you're on the peloton uh, so i should be listening to our podcast for sure then maybe maybe a little bit well, everybody, thanks so much for joining us here in the world of ImpTab Avatar 10,000 Things. I'm Ned Wilcock, your host and GM, and I've been joined by... Caleb Anderton, playing Amaru Kami. McKenna Steele, playing Zaya. And Christian Randall, playing Jetsoon of the Library. Much love and stuff, everybody. We'll catch you next time on ImpTab Avatar. Oh my gosh, 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 oh my gosh.